Creating your own reality. Is it possible for me? I am Jennifer K. Hill, the Consciousness Architect, and I am here to tell you that it's not only possible, it's closer than you might think. Welcome to the show. Welcome back for another episode of Regarding Consciousness. I am Jennifer K. Hill, CEO of om-heals.com, where we match you with the perfect energy medicine practitioner for you from around the world. And today we have with us a very special guest who is an author and really expert when it comes to our ancestors, our lineage, and we're going to be talking about his new book that just got launched. So today we have with us Mindahi Bastida. Mindahi is the director of the Original Nations Program of the Fountain, a caretaker of the philosophy and traditions of the Otami Toltec peoples and an Otami Toltec ritual ceremony officer. He is also a consultant with UNESCO on issues related to sacred sites and bioculture. Mindaki has also served as the director of the Original Caretakers Program at the Center for Earth Ethics and is also a fellow evolutionary leader. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Mindahi. Thank you so much for having me today. Jennifer, it's a big honor to be with you and I'm very happy to share today. Yes, I thought what a very interesting topic, Mindahi. I've been very honored to get to interview thought leaders like yourself from around the world on the topic of consciousness, though I cannot say that we've ever delved into how consciousness and our ancestors are intertwined. So I would love to hear from your perspective, being the author of this new book, Ancestors, what do our ancestors and our consciousness have to do with one another? Yes, um, for the beginning, uh, ancestors are always, uh, as we say, watching us, mm. because thanks to them we are here in this world. Thanks to the, our ancestors, we are living this time and space, and we are experiencing uh, many things, beautiful things in life. And also, uh, we are experiencing crisis that uh, because of misbehaving that we have carry out as human species. So we need to recall, we need to remember who we are. And that's the consciousness that we're bringing forwards because we come from the origins, we come from the four sacred elements, and we are devoted as children of Mother Earth and the celestial bodies. So we are really the reflection of life itself, and the reflection, the reflection of the four sacred elements, the fire, the water, the wind, and the uh, clean energies, uh, meaning the sun and other energies that intertwine in this life. Yes, I loved it. In the book, you actually talk about how I think it was in the Mayan calendar that in 2012, they said that there was the ending and a rebirth. And I believe your words in the book were that humanity was going to be challenged by those very elements you just spoke about, by fire, by water, air, and wind. And how does that impact us now? How can we use and draw down that wisdom of the ancestors that allowed us to get to where we are after four plus million years, billions and billions of years of the cosmos evolution and us 
human beings being here just a split second, right, on earth, how do we begin to capture that knowledge to work in harmony with one another and with our ancestors for the greater good of the planet so we're not so impacted by these elements? Yes, we need to think beyond anthropocentric thought because uh, we are just another species in this world. We need to be more humble, and that's the consciousness that we are bringing forward because any, anyone, anybody is just here for a while, not forever. But we need to recall our ancestors and we, to re- we need to recall the future because also what we are delivering, how we are taking care about the seeds of life. Uh, really, we need to change our mind and not just to think about this colonization process is to take over instead of taking care. So, uh, for the beginning, we need to decolonize our minds because uh, when we go to school, we are thought that nature is a resource or even the water is a resource. But water is not a resource. Water is a sacred element. Mm. And uh, so, so the soils are sacred and the wind. So we need to treat them as such in the public policies in our daily lives, in, in the way we, we deal and we share this life with other beings. So really it's about how to live in peace and harmony with what gives us life, with other beings that are also relatives. Taking into consideration that Father Sky is also a living being and the waters are... They got spirit. They have a spirit, not just us. Everything got energy. Everything got energy. So we need to bring that consciousness that we are not here alone. We got our ancestors to guide us if we want. And even clean our consciousness because sometimes our lineage have been misbehaving. So we need to clean the path forwards. And um, it's very, it's very important to think about how or why we are here in this world. What is the reason why we are in this world? Uh, and now we see that we are in this big crisis. Mm. So we need to remember who we are as human species, why we are here, and what we are delivering mm. for the future generations. It's so important because uh, there are many places around the world that are related to us, and that's the identity that we are bringing forwards and we are taking care about. So that's why uh, this book of ancestors is a recall or remembrance who we are. Mm, So beautiful, Mindahi. That's personally why I've chosen to travel most of my adult life is that I may come from California, from the United States and consider myself an American, but really we are all global citizens. And until you've seen how people live halfway around the world, I've been very blessed to get to build schools in Nepal and in Senegal. And when I was out in both of those countries and seeing how people work with the land, It was incredible. I remember being in Senegal a few years ago and watching how the women made couscous. 
<laughs> here. I live in Portugal at the moment. But if I want to go in Portugal or the United States or a lot of countries in the world, if you want couscous, you go to the local grocery store. And if it's stocked, you buy couscous and it's there. Mm -hmm. But it was really this beautiful honoring of Mother Earth and the way that the women danced and chanted with the couscous. And it became just this living, vicious, like a viscous experience of just watching them, how they interacted with the food. And I think that we as human beings have become desensitized, whether it's to the water we drink, the clothes mm -hmm. we wear, we take it for granted that we get to wake up and wow, lucky me, I have clothes that I can get out of the washing machine and that I don't have to go and dye myself. And I think because of that, we've become desensitized to what it means to be a human being because we're so busy doing human doing. That's right. And uh, we really need to connect with the territories we are born. And also if you move, uh, responsibility is follows you. Mm. Uh, it's not just because I have moved to another place, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> we need to respect, we need to ask permission to be in that territory, to the beings, to the entities, to the deities, and to the culture we are living in. Because it's, it's very beautiful how uh, when you uh, acknowledge that biocultural heritage, then you are really embedded and you can appreciate life in another way. You can see life, you can feel other things that are there and there are multiple endless possibilities to to witness this life and uh, and yes if you go for example to a certain place let's say portugal in the Azores, i was there just two weeks ago <laughs> and uh, in, uh, in the san miguel island ah yes and uh, I went to the Sete Cidades, this beautiful place. It's a crater, but all the crater is a sacred territory because you see how beautiful nature is and how beautiful everywhere we go. And when it is really appreciated and respected and reverenced, then you just find beauty. But also, uh, we must acknowledge that there are entities, there are ent these entities that dwell in these, those sacred sites, and we need to respect, we need to know, we need to ask around, and we need to ask permission to live in, in, in the place we are living. So, for the beginning, we need to do research where we are. Everyone, everyone around the world, we need to connect or reconnect and regenerate this uh, sacred, sacred uh, relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm just laughing, Mindahi, because as we're sitting here, I'm looking out to my left, and there is this magnificent olive tree on my terrace overlooking the water. And the olive tree and I, when I first came to this place in December, I am very drawn to plants and trees and animals. And so I just went out and I didn't think anybody saw me in Mindahi. So like the realtors, everybody's in the house, my husband's in the house, the dog, everybody's in the house. And I go out to the tree and just quietly still, I just put my left hand on the tree and said, tree, is it okay for me to be here? What is it like here? And the tree without missing a beat, Mindahi said, this is a beautiful, amazing place and you're going to love living here. So the funniest thing happened two days later. 
I'm signing the paperwork with the real estate agent and the lovely couple who own this place, they said, we weren't even sure if we were going to let somebody else live here, but we want you to know that we chose you. Do you know why? And I said, no. And they said, we saw you talking to our tree. So because we saw you talking to our tree, we knew we could trust you. (laughs) I just thought that was amazing. (laughs) Wow. Yes. uh, When we go to different places, uh, there is always confirmation. Talking about the astrologers recently, we were carrying out ceremony because we carry out ceremony and rituals to acknowledge Mm. those places and to reactivate us and to reactivate the territories and to really honor uh, those places because they are acupuncture, like acupuncture Mm. places around the world where energy emanates. And actually, uh, it is said that this is the last uh, piece of the ancestral Atlantis. Mm. So this is so beautiful. And when we were carrying out uh, this ceremony, suddenly I heard uh, eagles in the sky. We couldn't see them, but most of the time we see them. But this time I was looking for them and I couldn't see them. I heard the eagles four times. Mm. But then butterflies, dragonflies, and other other manifestations are around so you know that you are received mm. as you as you notice that <laughs> so that's how we enter in a second space in a second way wherever we go if you visit somebody's family's house or if you go uh, even to a concert we always need to be aware and conscious that we are entering in another space but it's how you enter, how you reverence the place and how you uh, emanate that reciprocity for the place or, or the event or whatever is happening. Then things can change in, in this way of being. So beautiful, Mindahi. It's so true. There's a project I'm involved with the evolutionary leaders called the unitive narrative that I'm not sure if you're a part of it, but I know several evolutionary leaders had drafted it together last December. And the idea is that what if we actually evolve to cooperate, not to compete? And what if you mm-hmm. enter into any space and not feel the need to push other people out and <laughs> mind? It's like that seagull from that movie years ago where it's Mine, mine. (laughs) I think depending on where you come from culturally, that is okay, quote unquote. And yet what we're seeing as there's this immense paradigm shift, as you referenced in the book in 2012, when we went through this birthing of a new time, we as human beings are at the precipice of a choice. This choice is going to be one of two things. With all of the old systems falling away, economic systems, education systems, business systems, we have a choice. Do we allow the same old stuff to fill up the vacuum and become extinct? Or do we consciously choose? Do we collaborate with one another in the earth? Let's be honest, Mandahi. We cannot collaborate with the earth unless we first learn how to collaborate with ourselves and with one another. So (laughs) I think that would be a good starting point for all of us. Yes. For the beginning, we need to to see inside ourselves. If we treat ourselves properly and how, what we eat, what we drink what we put in our bodies, if we really honor 
this matter, then if you love yourself, you can love others because if you don't have love for yourself, how can you give? Everything begins inside of us, in the thoughts, in the way of caring, in the how you relate to spirit, to the great spirit. And then for the beginning, we need to recall and strengthen family, mm. but also community. Because if the families are healthy, then the community is healthy. If we are healthy, then the environment is healthy as well. But if the environment is sick, we are also sick in one way or in another. So we need really to begin with, by, uh, with us, ourselves. And then uh, when we have this opportunity to share with others our experiences and how we can uh, be really aware uh, about the way of living, then uh, we can share. Mm. And we can strengthen ourselves as human species, how we treat other animals, how we treat the plants. And uh, regarding these cycles, uh, we are living in prophetic times because uh, the new dawn, the so-called new dawn, is around because the, the ending is coming to the beginning. Mm. Uh, the year 2012, it was a very important year. But it was in, on, on May 3rd, 2013, when the Mayan Aztec, the Ottoman Toltec calendar ended. So we have 13 years to really for the cleansing and to uh, remember who we are as human beings. And we have to behave how we behave. And instead of taking over, we need to take care. And instead of competing, we must collaborate, you're right. And that's the ancestral wisdom that we are bringing to the world as original nations and peoples. And now it's, it's everywhere, but it's going to take time, but we don't have that much time. By the year 2026, 20, these 13 years are going to be over for this cleansing. And then things are, uh, can be very rough. It depends about us how we have this period of time to really come to this consciousness, to our balance, to for this healing and balancing Mother Earth and us ourselves. And then uh, there's a new beginning, but it depends on us. As one of my brothers always says, if it's, if we were like in a big, uh, all human beings, we were in a big airplane. And it depends on us how the landing is going to take place. <laughs> Such a great analogy. <laughs> it depends if it's going to be a soft landing, a bumping landing, or a crash landing. It depends on us. Because that we have that opportunity and that energy to change things. So we are recalling for the good living, not the good life, because you, we know what is the good life. It's just anthropocentric, just individualistic, very competitive. But the good living is cooperation. The good living is coming together in this unification process, because all of us, we have responsibilities. 
to collaborate, to learn from each other. So there must be intercultural dialogue, intercultural exchange. And so economy is in a different way. The economy is in a sacred and how we can do it together. Because uh, today, uh, to say the truth is, it's just, uh, we are living in these difficult times, you know, about the climate crisis. That is the most, uh, the most uh, problematic thing that we have now because uh, many species are suffering, not just us. But that's just the result of the misbehavior that we have been doing. And why? Because we are burning fossil fuels. And what is fossil fuels? It's not just fossil fuels. It's not just oils. They are our ancestors. Because when we die, we become soil. Mm. We become oil to this Mother Earth. And we are burning our ancestors. We are burning ourselves. We are burning the future generations to come. We are burning possibilities. So we need to respect our ancestors. We need to respect not just in the material, but in the spiritual world. And that's why this book is so important because it is a call to remember who we are and the recognition and the reciprocity that we must have and the reverence we must have for our ancestors and the sacred elements that are around us and how we live. So the good living it's very simple. It's just to have access to clean water and treat water as sacred element. So in the public policies, it must be said that we need to really respect waters everywhere and how we use them, how we treat them. And even the sky, it's like a sewage dumping as well, not just the sea. How come we are dumping so much in this CO2s or these gases that are just not allowing to the life to flourish? So that's why uh, this is a call for action and also a call for another way of thinking, mm -hmm. another way of thinking and acting and feeling. So that's, this is the time for collaboration. There's no other way that we can make it. What I'm really present to Mandahi is the idea right now that we actually stopped respecting ourselves long ago and how we treat ourselves with lack of respect is how we're treating Mother Earth. And I think somewhere along the lines li literally did get blurred. And we started to think, oh, this is okay. Let me just push that a little further. This is okay. And it's like someone who gets in an abusive relationship. Unfortunately, the first time somebody says something abusive, you might just write it off. Oh, they're having a tough day. Or somebody shoves you or does this. And so too, have we gotten into an accidental adversarial and abusive relationship with Mother Earth because we have been abusing ourselves with our own lack of self-worth, lack of self-respect. So I really think what I'm hearing you say, Mandahi, it starts with the self, but not just the lowercase self, 
the capital S self. Mm-hmm. And the more that we learn to love, honor, cherish, nurture, and respect ourselves, the more that we'll be able to reflect that to our community, to our elders, to our loved ones, our ancestors who have passed on, and most importantly, to Mother Earth and to the greater people on the planet. I think that we have become so lowercase elves, lowercase mm-hmm. s, self-absorbed that we forgot about the uppercase S, which is what has us all be human beings. The S also stands for soul. Yes, I completely agree. It's very important to also to know ourselves, who we are, and also know the people who surround. In many cities, people live in the same building and they don't know who is next door. It's very sad sometimes. And uh, if you go uh, and walk and people don't see who is around, it just brings a lot of disconnection. But I think uh, the four sacred elements are beginning to, uh, to talk. Mm-hmm. And when a crisis occurs, then we look for the other ones, how we can come together and how we can support each other. But it shouldn't happen like that. It should happen just like natural that we look for each other, how we can really support each other, learn from each other, how we can live in peace and harmony with Mother Earth and with ourselves, with our neighbors. So we have a a big responsibility to, to be in this world, and we need to recall that responsibility. Mm. The responsibility is really to take care, of, uh, take care about ourselves, but also about others. Because I am, because there are others. So we need to go from the me to the we. Mm. And that's very important. Uh, otherwise, uh, we know in these prophetic times that we are witnessing these four sacred elements are speaking. Mm. We need to listen. We need to act in another way. Maybe there is something that I could do uh, to change not just the narrative, but also the action. That action that gives me dignity. So we recall what we need, collective dignity as human species. You're right. It's so much more than a narrative. I was just on a call the other day with Emmanuel, the founder of the Hollow Movement, And we were talking about how the hollow movement is the unit of narrative and action. And it does, it takes an intention, which you could call the narrative, multiplied by an action, which is a hollow movement or whatever you might want to call it. But it's really the symbiosis of the action multiplied by the intention that allows us to transform ourselves in the world. So Mandahi, it's such a pleasure to have you with us today. I would love to remind people, where can they go to find the book if they want to go and pick up Ancestors? Yes, you can uh, uh, look for the book in Amazon with my name, Mindaji uh, Bastida, and you put Ancestors, and you can get the book through that platform. Beautiful. And what would be your closing wisdom for somebody who's tuning in out there, and maybe they're thinking to themselves, 
great. Jennifer and Mendaki just told us we all might die in a couple of years if we don't get things right. What is an actionable thing that you would recommend to any of our listeners out there that somebody could go out and maybe even do today that would make a difference to have another day, another month, another year on this beautiful planet we call Earth? Just to, to know that we are not alone. We have our ancestors to guide us. And really, let's do simple uh, connections, reconnections with wherever we are. So I suggest that we go and uh, in the morning at sunrise and we take some moments to acknowledge the beautiful day that we are receiving. And then at noon, we can also do something. Just stop whatever activity you are doing just for two, three minutes. Just connect with life and at dusk as well, before night, in between day and night. Those are very powerful and beautiful moments that can reconnect us with ourselves and with life and our ancestors. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Mindahi. It's such a pleasure to hear your wisdom, your wisdom, the wisdom of the ancestors coming through you. And I invite each and every one of us to look within our own hearts, ask our ancestors, ask the people who helped raise us and maybe those who have since passed on, what is it in our hearts to do that we can be doing to help the betterment of the world? So it's such a pleasure to have everyone here with us and wishing you the opportunity for greater miracles, greater blessings, and greater opportunities to reconnect to our capital S self. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of Regarding Consciousness with Jennifer K. Hill. We would love it if you would take a moment and write a review for us or rate us on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And if you'd like to stay in touch and find out about upcoming events with some of the amazing guests we've had on the show, like Deepak Chopra and other world thought leaders, feel free to join my email list at metabizics, M-E-T-A-B-I-Z-I-C-S dot com. Again, that's metabizics.com. And you can go ahead and join our email list there. Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you join us next week.